Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, Clippers, Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Come on, come on. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Broja. Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your Jose, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself. Of course, I got my bros with me, the Fantasy Fiend. I'm Young Vander. I'll let the people, Young Vander. Fantasy things, what's going on out there? And my guy, your guy. The rookie aficionado, bro, Joe. Holla at him, Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, it's week 11 for a lot of us. Uh, the tail of the tape is uh, about to happen in the next couple of weeks. Whether or not we make it to the playoffs, whether or not we make the proper moves that are necessary to exceed in the playoff, this is going to be you know, the, a vital couple of weeks coming up right now. We're going to make sure we help you navigate through it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. That's at Fantasy Football Fiend, F-E-I-N. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the Facebook group, uh, that's the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. Again, F-E-I-N. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to both of those. We do give out a lot of detailed information, and we are able to navigate your personal questions and team queries on the Facebook group. So meet us there. We have a great show for you in store today. News and notes, rapid fire 10, uh, matchups, best bets, all that kind of good stuff. So we're going to go ahead and get the party started with your news. And now your fantasy news. So I'm sure uh, all of you have heard by this point in the game that Deshaun Watson is out for the year. Um, I thought the people was going to be P.J. Walker, but it's looking like they're going to see what they have in the rookie uh, with uh, Mr. Thompson, a fifth-round pick, and they're going to kind of, I, I guess right now, they're trying to see whether or not they're going to need a different backup quarterback going into next year. Um, I know you guys know just a few weeks ago they had the fantasy darling, uh, Joshua Dobbs, and he's now in Minnesota uh, backing up Kirk Cousins as he's out for the year. So um, it's going to be interesting as far as whether or not Thompson is going to be a one-week showing and kind of going from there, or if he's going to be able to put up you know, a decent enough fight that they go ahead and keep him in for the rest of the year. Uh, Vander, what you got on this situation? Do you think it's going to be a, a one-week thing for Thompson and then they'll go right back to Walker, kind of like what they did before? Or, you know, is Thompson going to be the man? Because they're still in the playoff hunt. So, unfortunately, unlike other teams, they can't just say, well, just throw the rookie out there and hope for the best the way I think the Patriots are going to do. But we'll get to them in just a second. What you got on Thompson? Uh, me personally, I think this team's in trouble. Um, I don't think either neither one of the guys are the answer. Um, if I'm the Browns, I'm I'm looking outside the organization. Uh, if they're serious about winning games this year, you know what I'm saying? They're going to tank it or whatever, then cool. But they still want to get in the, in the, you know, possibly in the playoffs and move further along. I don't think any of these guys are the answer. Um, we did see Durant Thompson already play one game this year. And he didn't look very good at all. And now he's going against still a defense. Um, they probably have their way with him. Um, Walker, he's limited as well. You can see where he, there's only so much he can do. You know, if I'm an organization, go out there. Uh, you got foes available. I'll take Flacco. I'll take Matt Ryan. I'll take any of these. And these guys aren't good themselves, but I'll take them over what they have currently have in the building. So let uh, me let me throw something fun. out there. Um, far fetched before I even say the name, mm -hmm. but there's been a TV personality that was once a pretty good quarterback, but got hurt, and he's kind of been throwing his name in the ring, saying he'd like to play again. He'd been gone too long. Who, 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 who am I talking about? RG3. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he I mean, he's he been going about as long as Matt Ryan, right? Yeah, might as well bring in Kaepernick then. Well, that too. I mean, they better than PJ Walker. <laughs> better than what we've seen. Now, I will say this Dorian Thompson, because he's a rookie and he's had a few more weeks of learning the offense, maybe we'll see a little bit more out of him than what we saw, you know, early in the year when he got that initial shot. But that's going to be interesting as far as what, and they almost have too many games won at this point to quote unquote tank. Because there's too many teams that only have like two wins on the like you're not gonna achieve but so much by quote unquote tanking at this point in the game. So, uh, what you got on that one, Joe? Yeah, man. Um, wh- which one are we talking about now? We went from we on to the as far the as the uh, Brown situation. Yeah, man. So with the Brown, it's really tough. I'm glad what Vander said, man. Really took really to what I was saying. You let the guy go. I mean, I didn't see any reason to let Dobbs go. I just see if it was like a fourth round pick or something like that, but they let him go for next to nothing. And to his point, I don't trust PJ. I don't tell it to Dorian um, to get it done. And like you said, it's a playoff contingent team. Honestly, everybody looking at this in a microcosm, like maybe they was stupid to even get Watson to begin with. Look at how, you know, a player like CJ Stroud kind of played. But it technically had him, you know what I mean? You, you said put. I mean, that, well, I mean, the that, thing is that this. definitely I mean, sell. <laughs> you, you know, you can, you can, you know, you can see that, say that now, but you know, this is an organization. Who, when has they ever had a? When have they ever had a good quarterback? Right. So when a guy, when have they ever made a good enough pick at quarterback? So I, I don't think they trusted themselves in the draft. To be honest with you, well, they they, they haven't had a franchise style quarterback like Watson probably in the history of the franchise. So of course they was going to jump out there, jump out the window. And grab a player like that. He just hasn't panned out. You know what I mean? But you know, people can say now it was a bad investment, but initially going in, people thought it was, hey, Washington to the Browns, this team is a Super Bowl contending team. I don't even think you could say at this point that it was a bad investment because looking at the division um and where they stand in the division, I mean, you can't predict injury for most players. There's some injury prone players. I wouldn't kind of put him in that group of players just yet. But, um, I mean, he he was pretty much doing what he was getting paid to do until he couldn't do it. I mean, when, when you literally break a bone in your shoulder and they have to pull you out of the game versus you being willing to leave the game, I mean, what, what more you want from them? Um, but there are a couple of other guys that are coming back or, um, you know, a couple other injury situations as far as quarterback is concerned. We got Matthew Stafford who uh, who was limited in practice, but it looks like he's going to be able to go. He had that thumb injury, but it looks like he's going to be back. So Wentz will end up just being his backup. Uh, Brett Rippon was let go. They figured they'd bring in a, a good enough backup just in case uh, Stafford has a re-injury or anything like that. You know, with a quarterback, you can easily hit that thumb on a helmet or anything, and then he's right back out again. Uh, Tommy DeVito, the quarterback for the Giants, is going to be going this week with Tyrod still not quite uh, back yet with his rib injury. Justin Fields is going to be back this week. Uh, he had a full practice. You know, he was dealing with the thumb injury as well. But um, it looks like he's going to be back this week. And um, that's one of those situations that a lot of fantasy players that have been trying to piece a few things together over the last few weeks are going to be happy to see. <clears throat> Moving on over to running back, uh, Aaron Jones is limited at Wednesday's practice, still dealing with that hamstring. Hamstrings are kind of difficult to get over during the course of the year, but he was able to go last week, so barring any setbacks, he should be okay. Um, now, this is a big one, and I'm, I guess my question to both of you guys, and this is going to be more of a, a rapid-fire 10-style question, if you will, Devon A. Chain. Is he possibly a league winner that you might want to run out and try to get while people may have forgotten what he was doing before he got hurt? Or do you not want to necessarily put all your eggs in his basket coming back off of that knee? Uh, Vander, what you got on that one first? I mean, firstly, um, for the first question, is he a league winner? Yes. Hell yeah. 
Uh, now you're talking about going out and get him. You're not. <laughs> you should have got him when he was hurt. Because now those owners have been sitting on this guy. Back. And, and it's here. You know, the time is now. So they're not going to sell him to you. Um, I mean, it, it's, it wasn't even a serious injury. I think they really put this guy, they just gave him the four-week window just to be 100%. So, I mean, it was an MCL mm-hmm. spray. You know what I mean? So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I think he was ready, you know, weeks ago. But, you know, they know most of his injury history, and they want to ride this wave, you know, on the second half of the season. Uh, I mean, this Makes guy's sense. 12 yards a carry. So, trust me, uh, those owners are not going to probably sell him to you, especially with them sitting on him so long waiting for him to return. So, you know, good luck with that. Joe, you feel the same way? I'm trying to pull up the schedule here because I think it's really the schedule. But also looking at – I feel like this far into the league, you got to get, like, hitters. Like, I get it. He's averaging 12 yards a carry. But to Vander point, I think the value was when he was nobody. When we, You know, Vander has mentioned him all offseason and everything else. Now it's a premium. Do you want to pay right. a premium for at that position? I mean, running back's viable in, in fantasy. But this late in the season, it's going to cost you two lens, man. I, honestly, for that reason alone, I'll try to pull up the schedule here. But I don't even think the schedule. Nah, the schedule. Doesn't I matter traded for A Chain and Jefferson in the same trade about what? two weeks ago. Yeah, got both of them in the same trade about two weeks ago. Um, I think I gave up. I gave up a starting running back. I can't remember who it was. I gave up Devontae Adams um, to a Raiders fan that was in the. Uh, I would say hopeful, you know, optimistic. The new coach, we put up 30 points this week. They're they're throwing the ball to Adams now. He's gonna be back this normal. So I said, okay, well, go ahead and give me your hurt guys. I'll give you well, I, the guy that I gave up was my starting running back at the time. And I, mm-hmm. I I'm trying to remember who it was, but I know I gave up, I think I gave up three players for those two. It was Adams, um I cannot remember the running back, but um, was it at any rate. But um, yeah, I got both of them. I'm hoping that uh, I'm, I'm already in the playoffs in that league, so I can kind of you know make moves that it don't matter if it hurts me for the next couple of weeks, as long as those guys are ready to go come week you know 14, 15 when the playoffs are going. So that that's something else to consider too. Um, now is the time that you go ahead and you start trading for those guys that you know guys are going to think they're getting over on you, but they haven't looked at the playoff schedule. Um, and and you, you're getting guys that are you know, maybe a step behind the guy that you're giving up, but the guy that you're giving up had a horrible playoff schedule and the guy that you're getting has a, a soft one. So there's a few different things to consider there. Um, Vander, to your <laughs> to your previous point, uh, no, uh, what's that, Joe? Um, Raheem Mostart limited in practice with an ankle and knee injuries. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, um, Right they, they're bringing back a chain at the at the right time. Um, now this was surprising to me. Um, the Jets cut Michael Carter, and he was picked up by Arizona. So I'm assuming he's going to be the direct backup now for uh, Connor. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I think more than anything that says they're becoming more comfortable with Cook and the rookie um, Adabakanda. It's now you know healthy enough to be the third guy. And they're going to roll with those three. And my, um, Michael Carter was kind of the odd man out. So they went ahead and cut him. Is that a guy based on Connor's injury history that you kind of want to stash possibly? Or at this point in the year, if you had to play him, you probably didn't already lost anyway. What's your outlook on Michael Carter? I mean, real simple. Redraft. But you got another job. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but Dynasty, yes. Yeah. Okay. What you got on that one, Joe? Yeah, I'm with Vander. That's going sweet. <laughs> um, Alexander Madison had no practice on Wednesday. He had a concussion on Sunday. Are we going out and getting Chandler? He got his first touchdown ever. Um, he's kind of one of the only running backs in the fold at this point. If If you have issues at running back, is this guy worth picking up? Or do we just let sleeping dogs lie as far as that offense is concerned in general? No, I think Chandler's a pretty good waiver ad this week. Um, they got a really good matchup okay. as well. So 
if you need running back help, of course. I mean, why not? Like, I'm, I'm rolling with Chandler. He was a talent. I mean, he was one of the guys they thought was in running to get some work earlier this year anyway, being a backup Madison. Um, so now uh, they brought Akers in who leapfrogged him. So now he's back in that in that seat. So you know, he is talented. So why not? I mean, I, I will play him, especially in a flex spot. But if you're the Madison owner um, and you need running back help, of course, I'll, I'll play him. Hey, Joe, we got another issue going on here or possibly opportunity. Antonio Gibson is dealing with a toe injury. We've always said how those toe injuries don't really go away too quickly. They're going up against the Giants. Do you try to run and go get Brian Robinson um, based on, first of all, his talent, but based on his matchups coming up and the fact that he may be one of the only backs in the backfield as far as Washington is concerned? And as we see, Eric Bieniemy has turned this offense around. Like they they did a 180. Like they they're putting up points every week, even when they don't win the game. So how are we feeling about Brian Robinson, number one? And number two, how do you feel about Antonio Gibson with this toe issue going on? Oh man, I, I think it's I can't so Brian Robinson, I think everybody knows that this is he's gonna move me even further toward, you know, being the, the guy. So like I saw you before, like he can catch. Like I didn't I always thought you can catch. We saw it yesterday. I mean, like yesterday, last week we had that one catch for 51 yards and got a pretty minute dead to the house. Now you take Gibson mm-hmm. out. This is only going to add to his upside and how they're going to continue to use him, to your point. Um, going on to the other part of it, Gibson, man, like we all know when healthy, we got all this, you know, different things to say. They all have all these things to say in the office, but they're going to have to get somebody, man. Like, there's a team that just can't seem to nail it since they got rid of uh, McKissick, you know, Last this all this past offseason, they got a net at that backup position. But Brian Robinson, like you said, looking at a viable, um, you know, playoff piece, but everybody's gonna know he's the guy, everybody knows he's a three down back now. So it's like, what value do you have? Unless, like, you know, you have a you know, like you said, you're scaling, you're gonna give up something to get a little bit more to you know, secure that playoff going into the playoff. But that's a good team to target for a playoff opportunities. Saquon Barkley. Limited again by an ankle injury. So um he, he's at practice, but that 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 high ankle still isn't 100 percent And his offense in general, it's pretty much just him at this point. Um DeVito ain't it. They really don't have a number one receiver. I don't even know if they have a number two receiver at this point. So do we have any trust in Barkley at all? What you got on that, Van? None. <laughs> I mean, so if ask, I'm not going to go out and get him. And, um, you know, in starting him, it's not confident. Um, you know, so like you said, he's he's a one-man band right now. Uh, they don't have any wide receivers. The offensive line is bad. And they're playing with a third-string quarterback. No. Entire defense is going to be looking at him, and he's not 100%. So, I, I mean, I I wouldn't try. Honestly, I, I would try to, if possible, I would I would try to trade him. Um, even in Dynasty, um, I, he's going to be another year older. He gets hurt every year. I say I say it at the beginning of every season. He, he's one of those guys that you don't like to predict injury, but his injuries are pretty predictable. Um Deontay Foreman is dealing with the ankle injury, and we got news that the Chicago backfield is now going to kind of be a hot hand type of a situation. Um, They actually aren't going to name an RB1, so I don't know if that helps, hurts, or it's kind of indifferent. Um, That's kind of how they started the season, but um, that's going to be interesting to kind of watch how that flushes out. Damian Pierce is still not at practice, so Singletary will probably still be the man as far as that's concerned. Now, Singletary, do you guys have any confidence in him at this point with Damian Pierce still having his issues? He had a couple of good weeks. Um, is this a flash in the pan or a Singletary somebody that you might want to look out for? I mean, I like Singletary as long as he's the long runner. As long as he if he has to share any, <laughs> anything with Pierce, then no, I'm not, I'm not in it. You know, I'm the type of guy I don't really like. Uh, these committees and these split backs. Mm-hmm. So I don't tend to go for those type of running backs, me personally, in leagues. But 
Um, as long as he's the long guy, then yeah, they, he just had 30 carries Sunday. So I, I love that, you know what I mean? But if Pierce is there, and now he's getting 12 carries, and I'm not a fan of it. It's it's hard not to be fantasy relevant or productive in fantasy when you're getting 30 carries. You're going to look up and, and break something at some point. I mean, you, you can average two yards a carry, mess around, get a touchdown in 60 yards. That's a great fantasy that. Um, in comparison to most. So, I mean, yeah. Um, going on over the wide receiver, we have a couple of wide receivers dealing, dealing with issues. Christian Watson is tending to a shoulder issue. Chase Claypool didn't practice due to a knee issue. Um, Robert Woods missed practice due to a foot issue. Noah Brown also missed practice on Wednesday due to a knee issue. Um, Nico Collins is limited in his return. He had that calf issue going on. The fact that he was actually able to be in limited practice kind of tells me that he's going to be good to go for this Sunday. So between Nico and Tank, now that Nico is going to be going again, who do we trust more for this week? Go back to the guy, Nico. Huh? I mean, he's the main man. I mean, it's been shown he's the he's the the alpha in that group. Um, I think tank it depends and it also depends on who they're playing against, you know, schematically. Um, you know, Tank has got like the deep threat guy, you know what I mean? So right. Tank more, more vulnerable to those type of guys, and you may want to lean tank. But as far as just in that room, I'm going with Nico as the lead dog. We got a little bit of news on Justin Jefferson. Um it's unlikely that he's going to be able to go this week. He officially practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday, but they were saying that they're probably going to give him another week. Um, how are we feeling about his prognosis, Joe? Is is it kind of interesting that he's still out to this point and uh, Minnesota's still winning? Do we kind of feel like he, when he comes back, he's going to go right back to being JJ? Or it may take him a couple of weeks to kind of, you know, acclimate with the new quarterback and, and getting over the injury itself. What's your, what's your outlook I mean, going into the playoffs from Jefferson? Oh, yeah. I think more or less he's going to get to go when he get back. I think it's just precautionary. I mean, like, he just lost Kirk Cousins. At this point, what is the rush to kind of rush a guy for his stature and kind of bring him back to the fold? And also, do, like we say so many times on the show, anytime you're doing hamstrings, anything like that, it's a reoccurring thing. Come back too soon. You always want to give it more than enough time to very little. So I think they had a good pace. They've been, like you said, to your point, kind of winning without them. What's another week, another few weeks to kind of, you know, get Dobbs acclimated too, and on top of that, to form that chemistry. I think that's going to be crazy. And I think there's a good opportunity if somebody's leery of Jefferson to kind of go get Jefferson now before uh, Dobbs know any more of this offense. I got a quick yeah, question. Um, what's up? So if you're the Vikings organization at this point, uh, Kirk Cousins is a free agent. And you see Dobbs, he come in and capture the heart of these Vikings fans and teammates. What do you do now? I'm still trying to re-sign Kirk. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know that Dobbs, unfortunately, I, I don't know that he'll get an opportunity to be the guy unless it's for uh, a franchise that's deliberately going into rebuild mode and they just kind of want somebody to get them through. Um, I think at this point in his career, uh, going into age 29 and kind of been given several opportunities, he, he uh, amazing for fantasy, but not a whole lot of W's. That uh, he had a great game last week and got a W behind his, um, you know, behind his name with that one. But um, he tends not to really, I'd say, produce wins when the defense is aware of what's going to be happening with that offense. So I think that the last couple of weeks, it was just kind of a, we prepared for this and now was that type of a situation. But um, I, I don't, I don't foresee Minnesota letting Kirk go, but at the same time, if let's say a team like the Raiders are willing to jump out the window and pay a Kirk cousins. Um, what if the Vikings win a playoff game? Uh, I think it'll be one of those. If we won one with Dobbs, we probably could have won two with Kurt. Like, like he, he, the offense has never been an issue with Kurt. Like, like I just, I don't know. Like once they tidied up that defense with Brian Flores coming in there and you know get, giving them a little bit more heart, a little bit more push. Now that's when we see the W stacking up. So I, I don't think it was 
I think they put too much on Kurt to begin with to try to, you know, defense wins championships, you know, offense wins regular season games. So so what I'll say quickly is that I think you do move on from a Kirk Cousins. Now, I'm not going to go and immediately throw Dobbs in contention, but you're giving this man $38 million a year. Every year he's going up. And this most recent year they had to give him $38 million, but then he kind of restructured a little bit. But nonetheless, he's, he does great regular season. His playoff stats isn't there. I can't keep paying you top-tier money and then come to the playoff, you drop the ball. And I think but is that top-tier at this point, though? I mean, that's, well, that's not yeah, really top-tier money at this point. And they're coming off of the injuries he's coming off of and being older. Right. I doubt he's going to get, you know, top-tier quarterback money, if that makes sense. But because the what I'm getting at, because they made an investment over him, because, yeah, he gets the most guarantee. He gets the pre – he sets the market every time he gets a deal. The Vikings need to blow up the mm-hmm. team between him, Harrison Smith, and start putting together a team. Dobbs might be that option, that bridge quarterback you give 16s, 18 million a year. You can still get a first-round pick because, remember, back in the day, it wasn't too long ago, you paid a backup quarterback around that salary. And then you have somebody, if you depend on what you're going, similar to a Tannehill to a Levis. If you get a prospect that's a little bit further down in the draft but still a first-round talent, go with Dobbs. Or maybe, like you said, Dobbs start winning a playoff game. Like, it's not much – not to take too much time, but it's not much symmetry between what, you know, he did with Stefanski and what he's doing now, it's the same QBX Shanahan thing. This is a different verbiage and a little bit type of offense. We've seen him do it in that limited time. We're not knowing nothing. If he can continue to pull it together, I mean, you got all the weapons. That's the cheapest bet. Go out and, you know, sh- you know, surefire defense. To your point, Cousin go to the Raiders. He's going to be in demand somewhere. I, I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, if you can build up your team with the additional funds that you'll have by not signing them and then have a guy that you can depend on with Dobbs, I mean, I I see your point. I mean, you can kind of bring in a couple of studs on defense, maybe make a couple of trades and, you know, get a few younger guys to bring up, um, whether it be on offense or honestly, I think what they need to do is get a stud running back. Like, like if you get a stud running back with the wide receivers and the tight end that you already have, um, um, retain the services of Brian Flores at DC. Like you're 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 cooking with hot grease at that point. Um, they just gave up a story running back. Yeah, but well, like the team is going away from that. But the 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 difference is this: if I'm going away from Kirk Cousins, I have the money to pay a stud running back. That that was a money decision more so than it was a we don't need a running back decision. So. I mean, what else you gonna spend it on at that point if you get rid of Cousins? I mean, because Dobbs is gonna basically get paid about half the amount that that Cousins was. So, I mean, you you have you can you can get a few luxury items, I guess is what I'm saying. If if you go if you walk away from Kirk Cousins, so um, not really a whole lot going on with tight end. Dalton Schultz is dealing with a hamstring injury. He was limited at practice on Wednesday, so a lot of a lot of uh. People on injury are coming back from injury as far as Houston is concerned. Gerald Everett not practicing. TJ Hawkinson limited with uh, rib issues. Pat Fryermuth limited in practice. Coming back from the hamstring issue, it looks like he may be able to go this week. We'll see how that goes. Hayden Hurst had a concussion confirmed, so not exactly knowing what's going to go on with him, but that's kind of going down the rabbit hole a little bit with tight end if he's starting Hayden Hurst. Get somebody else. There's somebody on the waiver that's better than him at this point. But before we get into uh, rapid fire, the Steelers announcing Jalen Warren is not a starter over. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. I saw that. Do we think that that changes much? Uh, and, yeah. and I guess the reason I'm asking that is because they were splitting carries. Does this just mean that Warren's going to be the first man up now, and they still going to pretty much split the carries, or well, they, are they going to dwarf Harris? Well, I think point? it's that he have a bigger portion of the pie now. So even though they were splitting, okay. it could be 16-12 or sixteen eight. You know what I mean? I think now that he's going to get the bigger portion of the pie. So if you are Jalen Warren, and their schedule is very, very nice going down the stretch as far as the playoff schedule, so. Um, I, okay. I love Warren, and I, I we knew this day was gonna come eventually. Spoke on it many times before. Um, the time is now if you Facts. hold on to this guy. So I like the move. 
And that'll do it for your news. Let's go ahead and hop into Rapid Fire 10. And now, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. All right, here we go, man. Rapid Fire 10. We got 10 quick questions. We need 10 quick answers. People want to know who do I start? Let's get right into it. So digging deep on this one, you got Dorian Thompson Robinson or Tommy DeVito? Thompson. DeVito's horrible. Uh, and he, he don't have no receivers. Give me Thompson. Exactly. We got CJ Stroud or Tua Tiger Baloa. Mm. Let's start us out, Joe. I want to go with Tua, man. I, I think Tua, Tua going to – I know I know it's a, a little bit tougher matchup, but I think Tua going to go crazy this week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm running with Tua. Tua has the uh, best uh, weapons as far as uh, fantasy is concerned. So uh, he can make his week. Two passes to Tyreek going over the top of the defense. So. Yeah, we got Devon Achan. Or Derrick Henry. Uh give me HA. Um in, 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 until somebody stops him while he's healthy. I'm 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 gonna believe in the young man. I agree. I'm gonna go HA this week. Okay, we got Jalen Warren or Devin Singletary. Give me Jalen. I'm, I'm going to go back to something that you said earlier. As long as Pierce is out, give me the running back that's getting all the carries, and if they're going to give him 30 carries, he ain't got to be half as good as Warren to put up the same stats. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Arizona. Bird in the head. Yeah, yeah, give me Singletary. Give me Singletary. Okay. We got Rasheed Rice or Mari Cooper. Give me a Mari give me Cooper. Rice due to the quarterback. Okay. We got Deontay Johnson. Or Chris Godwin. Damn. Mm. I was about to say Godwin due to the quarterback. Both of the quarterbacks are, are pretty much two peas in the same pot. Um so Tampa Bay got San Fran and Deontay got Cleveland. Two, two. Man, I, I see that Godwin. <laughs> uh yeah, I I'm I'm gonna go with Godwin. I'm gonna go Godwin. All right. Oh, I like this one. Uh, we got Trey McBride or Sam Laporta. Uh, Did anybody get a chance to check that Arizona game? Like he was really looking for this dude a lot. Oh, I love, I love, I was big on Trey. Um, I am gonna go back to Trey. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Laporta. I'm gonna go with Laporta. Okay. Also, another tight end question. We got Cole Commit and we got Dalton Schultz. Give me Commit. Ah, uh, Commit. I like Schultz, actually. Um, we got Puka Nakua or Brian Robinson Jr. That's great. That's Robinson Jr. Yeah, I go Robinson. Mm. And last but not least, another flex question. We got Tony Pollard or DJ Moore? I'm going to DJ Moore. Tell Pollard, I'd rather Pollard prove to me. Pollard got Carolina too, by the way. Uh, uh, I think I'm going I'm, I'm to roll with DJ Moore. Him, him and uh, Fields have a nice little rapport together. So that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All right, so let's hop into our matchups. Uh, we got the Bengals going up against the Ravens. This is a 46-point over-under. That over-under is a little bit higher than I expected it to be being a divisional matchup. Cincinnati's getting three and a half points. Uh, Joe, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with this matchup? Well, it's going to be an interesting game. I think, you know what I mean, looking at it, this is a divisional game. And honestly, Baltimore defense, you know, much so I wanted to talk crap about it, they're now playing really good football. I mean, they're really – they're putting it together, honestly. 
I think honestly, it really comes down to what Lamar Jackson we gonna get. Because I mean, obviously, we're gonna talk about Mark Andrews, of course, but everything else, the pace is really set upon what kind of uh, Lamar Jackson we're gonna get. Because Cincinnati is gonna come out contend. It don't matter. We've seen it without Higgins. Chase had a, a buck fifty, and then uh, Boy got some. Irwin got some. Irwin, yeah, I about to say Irwin too. Jesus. So I feel like within this situation, honestly, um, I'm gonna go with the Bengals guys as far as you know, as far as fantasy and everything else. That's the surest thing. You just don't know in Baltimore what kind of Lamar we got. And that's the unfortunate part. You just gotta take a win because we are talking about fantasy. But give me all the Cincinnati guys, uh, definitely. We got the Chargers going up against the Packers. This is a 44 point over under, and Green Bay is getting three points. What you got, Vander? Mm, uh, Chargers, Packers. I like all the guys, all the skilled guys. Um, uh, I think you temper your expectations on. I know Keenan Allen, he's been hot, but he's been like this. He has some really high games and some okay, low games. So, uh, the Packers have really good back end, so I could see him having more of a cooler game. Um, let's see if Watson finally breaks out. I mean, the matchup is there. You know what I mean? But he hasn't done anything all year long, Christian Watson. Um, so he's a guy I would, I would if you're going if he's not gonna do anything this week, then just don't look for him doing nothing this year. He's just done. But uh I trust Agreed. him in this game as well. Uh, maybe we see a little bit more Aaron Jones. He's starting to wrap up a little bit more. And um that's about it. I mean, of course the Hecklers of the world and uh the Herberts, those guys, you know, the just the usual. But no one really stands out in this game. I'm just Got my eyes on Watson to see if he can break out finally. We got the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Houston Texans. This is a 49 point over, and Arizona's getting five points. I, I don't necessarily trust um, the Arizona offense just yet. I know Kyler Murray, you know, did pretty well last week. Houston's been doing well on offense and defense, and they've been running the air out of the ball, even with C.J. Stroud putting up astronomical numbers. So um, I'm good with the Houston offense. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with Tank. I'm rolling with Nico, rolling with Singletary, and obviously C.J. Um, on the Arizona side, if you've been waiting to roll Kyler Murray out there, then you know go ahead and do what you do. But I really couldn't tell you what receiver to have any faith in other than the fact that McBride's been peppered with targets on the PPR situation. I like his uh, prognosis, regardless of yards, uh, just the baseline that he'll have based on the number of pass catches he should get. But I like Houston to kind of win this one handily. So, uh, again, I like that. I love that Houston side of the offense. Uh, Joe, we got the Cowboys going up against the Panthers. This is a 42-point over-under. And Carolina is getting 10 and a half points. What we got on this one? Oh, the short. Fire, but everybody in Dallas. I think Pollard, Pollard better get right. I got him in fantasy. You better get right. I ain't taking nobody on the Panthers side. I think, honestly, Thielen had his run. I think he still could have it, but they trying to get too many people involved. I think they just have a lost identity on the Panthers. And, of course, they're going to get Dallas. Give me Dallas defense. All day, every day. Let's pay the premium in DFS as well, too. We got the Steelers going up against the Browns. This is a 33-point over-under. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Vegas is predicting this to be a knockdown, drag out, not too many points scored. Uh, there's only a one-point spread. It was a three-point spread before the news came out about Watson. Uh, Pittsburgh is the one actually still getting the point. So what do we feel about this game, Van? Especially as far as DFS, the only person I really love in this game is Jerome Ford. I mean, Steelers are not good against the run. Um, he had a really good game last week, over 100 yards rushing. And then this going against a, a porous run defense, um, you already have a rookie quarterback. Um, so that's even more of a reason to love him. Um, I don't like any of this other skilled players on the Browns because of that rookie quarterback. Um, as far as the other side, they're playing with a quarterback who playing like a rookie. They're playing against this uh, Browns defense was playing really well this year. Um, so I'm kind of low on Deontay. I'm kind of low on Pickens. Um, and I'm not really messing with Najee or um, the newly starter Jalen Warren against this run defense. 
So there's only one guy in this game that stands out to me, and that's Jerome Ford. We got the Bears going up against the Lions. This is a 48-point over-under, and Chicago's getting eight points. I love Detroit's offense. Run golf out there, St. Brown out there, um, David Montgomery, Gibbs, Laporta. Like, like that. I'm, I'm, I'm loving all that Detroit has to offer. On the other side, I don't think this committee is actually going to be in Chicago's best interest. And I also don't know that it made a whole lot of sense for Fields' first game back to be up against one of the better defenses that are out there. So I'm, I would say temper your expectation as far as Chicago's offense is concerned and run everybody out there that you got as far as Detroit is concerned. Uh, we got the Titans against the Jaguars. This is a 40-point over-under, and the Titans are getting seven points. What are we doing with this game? With the Titans and in their matchup, I mean, it was Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville was going to get right. Tennessee defense started off real strong, and it was a bend but no break, but now they broke it. Ain't no other way to put it. They they giving it all up. So I think, honestly, it's a good, good position to go back to the Christian Kirk, the Ingram, the ETN, Lawrence. It's just I just can't get there. We're really, we all know what the ceiling is, but we, we've seen what the floor is as well, too, to – I'm really kind of off him. Like, again, if he has a good game, I won't be surprised. But you got to show me. He in that show me category. Um, looking at Tennessee, I mean, I think, honestly, Levis is going to be good in the long term. But I just don't think as much is there. I mean, D-Hop is good. Henry, I think, is on the last leg. And Jacksonville has been playing really good against the run. So even if I wanted to go on a whim, it ain't the Jacksonville where he running up the numbers like we saw a few years ago running those big old games and all those highlights. I think it's a down to earth game for, for the Tennessee offense. I think Jacksonville going to win this handedly. So I, I'll fire up everybody on Jacksonville. Then stick on Ridley because like I said, I'd rather him show me than anything else. Uh, and then on Tennessee, i just probably fade Tennessee. Raiders going up against the Dolphins. This is a 46 and a half point over under. And the Raiders are getting 13 and a half points. I'm kind of feeling like that's a little bit disrespectful. Um, their defense has been decent um, since Pierce, Antonio Pierce, took over at head coach. Uh, what we got on this matchup, man? Yeah, their defense has been decent, but who do they win against? The Giants and the well, Jets. I don't think they're going to win, but but losing by 14 points? That's yeah. It may, this may be a track meet. Um, strike the bands up. The band is back together. I mean, the young Michael Jackson is back. Hey, Chan. I'm looking for him to have a big game um, on the ground. Tyreek Hill, of course. Waddle, I think this is going to be – I may take that 13, to be honest with you. I mean, this sounds disrespectful, but let's not forget, these Raiders are playing with a rookie quarterback themselves. True. Uh, you do have – And the- Ramsey's back. So you got Xavier Howard on, on uh, Adams, and then you got Ramsey on – Probably Jacoby Myers, I guess. Well, no, you may have Ramsey, Ramsey on Adams. Well, true. So why true. Would you yeah, that okay. You know I mean? So probably going to slow him up a little bit. You know what I mean? So um, how you like Jacobs in this game? Based on the, the who, who's going to be covering the wide receivers? I like Jacobs because of the volume. His volume has really increased a whole lot since Antonio became the uh, the interim head coach. Mm-hmm. So I really like um, Jacobs. They really give him the ball a lot. You know what I mean? Close, he's touching close to 30 touches a game. So, uh, of course, I, I love Jacobs. It's probably the only person I really love on this Raiders side of the ball. But I like everybody else on the Miami side of the ball. Got the Giants going up against the Commanders. This is a 37-point over-under, and the Giants are getting nine points. I fully expect the Commanders to beat them by more than that. That's probably one of the best bets of the week, humble opinion. Um, I would re- – okay. Let me ask y'all this. As far as the commander's wide receivers are concerned, who are you most confident in? Somebody's going to get the somebody's going to get the getting um, because you're going to put up points against the Giants. That that's just what we've seen. But who do you think is going to be the beneficiary of that setup? And um, Brian Robinson, obviously, with Gibson having that toe injury, is going to be the running back that benefits. But 
what wide receiver, or do you think it's going to be uh, Logan Thomas um, at tight end? Nah, I, I mean, flip a coin. Whose turn is it? You know what I mean? It really hasn't been McLaurin's turn all year. It has. So it's been out there Samuel, Dotson, Logan Thomas, the guys out the backfield. Um, so how was one of the, you think he's the passing leader thus far? And he hasn't really, really been, you know, narrowing on anyone. Everybody thought Terry was going to come in, be that guy. But, you know, him dealing with that toe injury early in the season. And I think we've seen the effects of that as the season prolongs. Um, but flip a coin, I don't think you can really feel confident about one single wide receiver in this offense. And I just want to say, Eric Bianami went from Kansas City, having a quarterback that was the number one passer, to picking up a nobody in Washington and making him the number one passer. Maybe it's time to get his man his just due. And not just that. Putting it out there. Is that Mahomes is not playing as well as he's been? He's not. The so, offense now, granted, that may have a little bit to do. Well, has a lot to do with Tyreek Hill not being there, but there is no Tyreek Hill no, in Washington either. Tyreek wasn't there last year. Though. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I mean, I think the enemy was the passing game coordinator. That was his like job. Yeah. So I mean. I think- you know, it's time for him to take over in Washington. I mean, Andy Reid is one of the best coaches of all time. Give him his kudos. But the play calling has been kind of questionable this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Anybody notice? So maybe Eric Bieniemy was calling plays, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I think he has a uh, an inside shot at being the head coach of Washington uh, going into career. next year because their win loss record, I think, is going to get Riviera booted out of there. But their yeah. offense has never looked this good. So why get rid of the guy that kind of turned the offense around? Uh, you got the Buccaneers going up against the 49ers. This is a 41-and-a-half point over under. Tampa Bay is getting 11-and-a-half points. Man, um, with this matchup, I'm kind of feeling like it's going to be one of those start them if you got them for San Fran, start Evans, Baker Baker figures out a way to make himself fantasy relevant. So if you've been starting them, I mean, garbage time counts too. And I think it's going to be a lot of garbage time production as far as Tampa Bay is concerned. So I can kind of see that working out for you a little bit, um, especially two quarterback leagues. One quarterback league, I try to avoid him if possible. But um, CMC, obviously you're going to start him. I love Kittle in this game. Now, let me ask y'all this though. I, I've I've noticed a, a a decline as far as Debo is concerned, and a and a increase as far as Ayuk is concerned. Um, even with this matchup, do do we want to trust Debo, or are we just rolling with Kittle and Ayuk? I mean, out of the two, I like Ayuk. I mean, or do we think all the pass catchers, based on the matchup, can get a little something, something? Especially if you're dealing with PPR, because you don't have to score a touchdown and have a tremendous amount of yards to be productive in PPR. I mean, as long as Debo's on the field, he's always a threat. You know, he can hit his head on the goalpost from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but out of the, if I had to choose out of the two, I'm going to go IU because he's just been the guy um, since last year. You know what I mean? Uh, Debo scored last week, but he only had like four targets. So, you know what I'm saying? There that go. So I don't think, I don't think he'll get a lot of volume. But at any given time, he can't score. But to make it make sense, he's going to be – he's touchdown dependent. Put it like okay. that. Makes I think sense. he's more touchdown dependent than you. Joe, your boys, the Seahawks, are going up against the Rams. 46-and-a-half point over under. The Rams are getting one point. What you like, what you don't like in this matchup? Man, I, I was – I know it's going to sound funny, but I was honestly pulling for the Rams this season. They got up to a quick start. He's like, hey, damn, how are they going to do something with nothing? They got up to a quick start, was winning a few games, blah, blah, blah. Let's cut to the chase. I need to – we need to – we're in a position that we need to win every game. We're really close in contention with uh, the aforementioned 49ers. So we need to win this one. And even at a away game, we can't, we can't afford to lose in a division. Because even though we might see both us and San Fran to go into the playoffs, we still got to try a home field advantage. For that reason alone, I, also, too, looking at our defense and where that's getting off to the right foot, man, 
I would, you know, I'm gonna be biased. I'm gonna like, I'm like my guys as far as who I like. I think you start everybody really, but going to JSN. Now, if somebody, if I had to, you know, and then maybe got bias involved to tell somebody go and get somebody during the trade break, it might be him. You're looking at what the elements to Metcalf the last three to four last week. He's been dealing with back, rib, um, knee injury. Like he's, you look at him, he's been questionable and only practicing a few times a week. Lockett had a scare to where he might have missed the game the week before last. Jason, man, like, he's been getting an uptick in solid uh, yardage, 40, 45 uh, yards, not giving exact numbers, but he's been getting highly productive. He's starting to creep up there to where it's like he – it was never about him needing to learn the NFL. It's just we got to – we give the tight ends too many catches. Pretty much not enough to go around to be short and sweet, but Jason – I think it would be a good play DFS to get into, even in uh, Dynasty. Definitely get GSJS now because he's going to have an 80-yard game pretty soon. But I think this might be the team to help get him there. Got the Jets going up against the Bills, 39.5 point over under. New Jersey's getting seven points. Hmm. Do the Bills get right? Do the Jets get left? What we got on this one, Vander? It's going to be – I mean, it's a division game, right? Um Yep. This could be ugly. This could be an ugly game um, for two reasons. This Jets defense is legit. Uh, they tend to play Allen pretty tough. And then the Jets offense is horrible. So, you know, I think this could be very ugly. Um, I do like Brees Hall with a little bump now that Michael Carter's out the way. Um, so he does get a little bump there. Uh, but again, the offensive line hasn't really been doing well for him. So, if the temper that, um, Garrett Wilson's getting the targets, but he's not really getting the ball. Um, because the offense is just so so poor. So, oh man, I, what do you know? I mean, this you gotta, division is tricky because yeah. you can have two teams that put up points against everybody else that won't do nothing against each other in the same right. way. We saw that with uh, Miami when Miami went up against Buffalo, it's like. like if Miami couldn't put up points against Buffalo and Buffalo, why do we think the Jets are going to put up points against Buffalo and Buffalo? So it's like, eh. But then at the same time, Buffalo is one of those teams that will get right there, you know, near the promised land, then give up the ball. And this is also a situation. This is, they have a new OC this week. So let's see Facts. how the even looks. We only know Ken Dorsey got fired. Right. So we don't know. How these guys are gonna come out? Um, Diggs, I mean, he got sauce. But I, oh yeah, I forgot about. So this is this this feels like a Gabe Davis game, um, for sure. Um, it, it's gonna be interesting because no matter who I, the OC is, I'll tell you what, I like Kincaid. Okay, okay, I can so, see that. I, mean, I can see that. Yeah, uh, but like if if Allen keep throwing interceptions and if cook keep giving up fumbles it won't matter who the oc is they they're not going to be successful uh, you got the vikings going up against the broncos 42 and a half point over under and minnesota's getting two and a half points on this one um i'll take this one and then joe you can take us out with the eagles and the chiefs uh i like i, I like minnesota this week um i think that the denver well, Denver in general is stepping up, so I don't dislike their side of it. Uh, but as far as DFS is concerned, the Minnesota pieces aren't going to cost you very much. So uh, in, in comparison to their possible production, so I do like that. Um, on the Denver side, where we've been seeing that Russell Wilson, although he still doesn't have the luster on his name that he once had, he's been productive. Um, we see that uh, Williams at running back, he, he's being productive. He's kind of getting back to his old self. Uh, as far as wide receivers are concerned, I honestly believe it's going to be Sutton or Bust. I still don't have very much faith in Jerry Judy. Uh, they haven't been utilizing the tight end very often. Uh, Minnesota is pretty much a stardom if you got them outside of the running back position. I'm kind of sketchy on Chandler. Don't know if Madison is going to go. But I, Addison, um, Hawkinson, Dobbs, 
all those guys I'm going to start. Not, not the fringe wide receivers. I'm kind of staying away from them. But that's kind of what I got on that matchup. Um, one of the bigger games of the week that has playoff implications, uh, we have the Chiefs going up against the Eagles. This is a 45-and-a-half point over under a two-and-a-half point spread with Philly getting that two-and-a-half. What you got on this one, Joe? Go, go ahead and take us out. Yeah, it's simple. I mean, you want to start everybody on Philadelphia. I know Kansas City is a top five defense, but I think Hurts about to let the ball go. I mean, we already know what they can do pretty – they've been really good against the run, even as a top five defense. They really specialize in the run. Carfis, uh, uh, what's that, Dana, uh, Chris Jones, that's that's not that's not a big three that you want to go kind of run against. You've been playing really stout defense without Bolton that should come back for this matchup. But even still, I, I said all that praise, called them all those things. I think Philadelphia is going to get it done uh, on offense. They can find all the guys for confidence. Uh, the question mark, I think, that kind of leads you more to who's going to be that other guy not named Devontae Smith or Brown is no Goddard. Goddard is out with an injury. I mean, Jack Stool's the next guy up, so if somebody wanted to find a pivot, you know, in that offense, it's going to be Stool at tight end. Uh, as far as running back, obviously, you can still go with, to me, DeAndre is going to be heavily utilized to control this clock. I think, you know, with Pat Mahomes, we've seen it. The best, you know, defense is, is three time of possession. And I think it's going to be a really good game that lends itself to DeAndre on that side. Let's switch over to offense. Really going, you know, we're going to need every last day to know truly if Kelsey's going to start this game. But outside of that, it's, it's really roulette with these receivers. We're seeing more times than not. He's targeting this, you know, five to eight receiver, you know, brothers running back with a wide receiver tight end a game. It's hard to nail your hat to a guy. So until you can do that, I don't even trust the backfield of going against uh, the Eagles. I like Pacheco. We already know I love Pacheco, but this is not this is a get right game, an identity game for the Eagles, really. I think this is when either you're gonna get blown out by double digits or you're gonna sit there and you're gonna give it out to the Chiefs. I think this is a fair matchup because of the lack of uh, weapons, I mean, Kelsey, to kind of take advantage of that and really put some pressure on Mahomes. Let me ask y'all this. Do you think that Kansas City can slow down A.J. Brown? Or do we think that A.J. Brown will be the focal point as far as uh, Philly's game is concerned because they won't be able to run quite as much with a Chris Jones in the middle? How, how are we feeling about the pass game from Hurts? Um, or is it going to be like a Devontae Smith game because Kansas City is going to do everything possible to stop A.J. Brown? Right? Like, how, how do we feel the pass game for Philly is going to flush out? Yeah, I think they could slow A.J. down. I mean, they was able to slow down Justin Jefferson early in the season. Wow. So um, they doubled him a lot. You know what I mean? I think he's probably going to see some of those same um, tendencies in this game. You know what I mean? How they play Justin, they're probably going to play A.J. the same way. So. And this secondary is pretty decent. You know, Sneed and the guys, it's pretty decent back there. So, yeah. yeah I, think they can, I think they can slow them down for real, honestly. Okay. I, I'm 50-50 I'm, I'm with that. Because I think on the other there's just like, I get like, the Jefferson, Jefferson ain't no joke. But then again, I'm not trying to, how can I say this about the Vikings offense? The Vikings offense without Devin Cook, Devin Cook has been anemic. It ain't been like the same juice we've seen. They had a first, a few games, the first few games, I'm like, damn, they can do it without this dude. Then it's like, eh, their tendency is a little bit sporadic. What I think Hurts is going to, Hurts and AJ, they got they this, this vacuum together. I don't know what it is. But this man's getting over 100 yards the last few games. I think over 120 the last five. On the Cordell, they got crazy rapport. And if you take that away, Devontae gonna kill you if you're gonna if you're gonna put any extra coverage on AJ. I think and then you got Julio who's coming into a third week in his offense. I mean, I think what you know, he, he has all the weapons that were hurts. So he can air it out if he has to. I think he got his feet at the end of the day. He's gonna she's gonna be honest this week. That's why I can't I think we all gonna wanna watch this matchup. And that pretty much does it for us for this week. Again, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us on the Facebook group. And uh, we'll see you next week. But for tonight, we out. Mm-hmm.